What is this? Kindergarten? Nursery school? What do I get if I win? Listening to Lost in Twin Peaks, a podcast for both first-time and veteran viewers of Twin Peaks, the mystery series that ran for two seasons in the early 90s on ABC, followed by a feature film, and 25 years later, a limited series on Showtime. And at the time of this recording, who knows what after that. If you're a new listener who has just discovered this podcast and wants to know more, check out Episode Zero, Show Format. The following week of daily podcasts will cover Part 13, an episode of Season 3 aired on Showtime in 2017. The network used lines from each episode for titles, so Part 13 was also known as What Story Is That, Charlie? Although recorded for patrons back in 2018, I am re-editing and representing this coverage, including some new sections, for public release beginning on November 26, 2022. You can also explore the illustrated companion published on my site, lostinthemovies.com, this morning. It goes up at 8 a.m. if you're listening to this earlier than that. The link in the show notes will be active then. This illustrated companion incorporates screenshots and other images to reflect stories, characters, events from the time, and so forth, in some cases in greater detail than the podcast themselves. Today's podcast discusses Laura Palmer's presence in the episode, the feel of the episode, and the structure of the episode. The Roadhouse is proud to welcome James Hurley. home last night, I thought the worst. Look what you've done. With Laura Palmer this week, we see her pictures, not the portrait that's on another table, but the other, some of the other photos of her from the earlier seasons on Sarah's, uh, on, a, on a table that Sarah has near the window. And also Audrey later says, is this the story of the little girl who lived down the lane? And 
of course, people just right away, this made them think of, of Laura for a number of reasons. They call her little girl and firewalk with me in the series. I think they say stuff like that, refer to her in this way as childlike and this fairy tale figure who was caught by the big bad wolf in the woods. And there's also a movie with Jodie Foster called The Little Girl Lived Down the Lane, which people have been digging quite a lot into and noting parallels between that that movie from the 70s and uh, The Return. Why would that film stick with Lynch for so many years? He doesn't seem like he has that many cinematic reference points, really. He just doesn't see movies that often, doesn't think about them that way as much. So I'd be kind of surprised if this actually was... Uh, you know, did impact this series this directly, or if it's just a coincidence, maybe a little girl down the lane refers to something else, I don't know, but yeah, when people heard Audrey say this, their minds immediately went to Laura. The feel of this episode, like several of the last few episodes, I think, uh, there's sort of a nighttime feel to it, although, you know, a significant amount of it takes place during the day. Uh, the Twin Peaks stuff in particular is almost all at night. Uh, there's some Cooper stuff, uh, one, one one Cooper scene at night, a Cooper Dougie scene in Las Vegas that takes place in the, at night. And I don't know, there's just something about this section of the show that to me makes me think of kind of night and quiet and frustration. Maybe it's the Audrey stuff, you know, the fact that she comes out in these episodes and that's really how these scenes play. There's not much music in this episode as there wasn't in uh, some of the other ones as well, but it, it feels a little less noticeable this time. I don't know if there's just more ambient noise ambient sound going on or something like that to distract from the fact that there's not as much music and what music there is is kind of odd there's like a weird mechanized swan lake uh, excerpt that i just played and then also some weird sped up angelo badalamente music that they're playing on like a boom box when candy sandy and mandy and the mitchums and Dougie all parade into the office at the beginning of the episode and then of course james singing just you you know and really like the only other thing I could include is music besides those three because I was trying to figure out what tracks to play to introduce this episode as I always do. It's not even music but just the recurring sound of the boxer dinging, uh, the bell dinging and the boxer and the announcer saying something as Sarah goes to get her drink. So there's like a definite texture to the sound in this episode uh, between the music and just the ambient noise that's kind of unsettling. You know even Ed looking off in the distance and you hear the cars going by, the traffic. There's just something about it. So for the structure of this episode, this is a very interestingly structured episode. Cooper was barely in the last episode, but he dominates this episode. The first 34 minutes of the show are all Cooper storylines. Like he's not necessarily on screen, but it's stuff having to do with him, either as Mr. C or as Dougie. Stuff in Vegas or in Montana where Mr. C has that long arm wrestling scene. This is a great return for Mr. C, who uh, we haven't seen since very briefly in the beginning of part nine. Uh, he's just been absent from this middle section of the show. So now he kind of returns with a vengeance with the arm wrestling stuff. Even after we cut away to something else, a brief scene at the diner, we go back to Cooper and uh, his storyline in Vegas, and it's only 39 minutes into the episode that we really take a full break, and the whole rest of the episode takes place in Twin Peaks. There's no FBI stuff, there's no real spirit world stuff going on in this episode, other than a brief glimpse of the Red Room at one point. So it's a very, in a way, it's a very concentrated episode. We're either in one of three storylines, basically. Well, 
three places, I should say, because there's a, a lot of things going on in Twin Peaks. And a lot of the stuff in Twin Peaks, though, is the diner as well. In fact, I even counted 45 minutes until we see something that is neither to do with Cooper or the diner. And then we have, like, just a series of one-off locations. That's it for this episode. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And you can also support this work on patreon.com slash lostinthemovies. Tomorrow's episode will cover the events occurring outside of the town 